Welcome to Just Shops and Podcast. And along with my cousin David today, we have a band called Matter of Mind. They are a four-piece band, I believe, currently operating as a three-piece with a drum machine in the background <laughs> or a Mac. I'm not sure which one is which, but how are you doing, lads? Great, great. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. We're um, Well, David's recovering from his weekend because he was at Those Damn Crows at Cardiff Castle. Saw oh. that show. How was that? Amazing. Yeah, really good. Just really nice to be back out and uh, enjoying live music again, to be honest. It was my second gig since the cancellation of lockdown. So uh, and many more to come, hopefully. So yeah. you guys doing? Have you started gigging yet? Or we were announcing our first show back tonight, actually. Oh, OK. I need to no, announce the first show back tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're supporting False Heads in Manchester on November the 13th. 13th. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, getting back into it. But in terms of actually like going to shows and stuff, I personally haven't been back. So have you guys been back to one? Not yet, yet no. Not yet. No. Going to Slam Dunk this weekend. Now I'm taking my mum to her first festival. Excellent. Oh, cool. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. She's dead excited. So we're going to go uh, watch some bands and stuff and get pissed. Yeah, sounds good. Is that a weekend weekend do or is it just a, a one day? It's just a one day festival. It's in Leeds. Um, we're going down tomorrow night. Going to have an hour in Leeds and then uh, hit the festival on Saturday. Brilliant. Often date your mum. What's it? Uh, <laughs> no, but no. I do. <laughs> <laughs> These two try. <laughs> we do like Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't go wrong if you've got a fit mum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we move the subject from my mum? <laughs> well, you started it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited. We're Slam Dunk Festival. Yeah, that's a cool. If that's her first, is that her first ever gig? No, she's come to see us play a few times, and uh, oh, right, she, okay. she loves her rock music. Goes to gigs. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, if that's her first gig, then uh, yeah, starting big. Good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sourcing the works for you guys. I need to find a drummer, I guess. Uh, yeah, that well, is on the to-do list. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's up there. We've got a few people helping us out, like for session and stuff, for gigs and stuff. Um, you know, drummers haven't been our strong point in the past. They've not. It always seems to be the weak link. But, yeah. you know, we carry on working. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, we're just getting back into the swing of things, you know, returning to somewhat of normality. Um, we just released our last, uh, our latest single, Take It Back. Uh, so we're still riding the wave of that at the minute um but we're looking at getting back in the studio getting more gigs booked in and you know just proper uh getting the ball rolling again which is yeah yeah I, I, oh sorry yeah i saw that title of that song take it back and i thought fucking hell because i used to uh know of a band called the first have you ever heard of them i think they played download a few years ago Okay. And uh, they had a song called Take It Back, and, it, and oh, it's a great song, to be honest. And I thought, fucking hell, they haven't covered that, have they? <laughs> <laughs> Let's check out. Theirs is probably better than us. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got it. <laughs> so I do fucking hell. I don't even know what we were talking about then, to be honest. <laughs> so when, when did you guys form then? Because I can see really stuff on Spotify back in 2017 as well. So have you been together four or five years, have you? Yeah, probably, oh, it's longer than probably that, longer. Yeah, yeah we, we've been playing since high school. Um, we're all 23 now, so yeah, it's been a while. We it's feel like we're lot. getting on. The first time us three ever played on stage together was 2012. Oh, oh my geez. God. <laughs> 2012? Oh, 2012. Oh. Were you like first year of comprehensive school? I did, was Third. That? The year nine. Yeah, it was one year year. Nine, About yeah. July 2012, I think. I, I hate how he knows all these things. We, ju we just got back from a school trip. Not too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> we went and played Manchester Club Academy for our first show. Bloody <laughs> hell. Yeah. yeah, it's good fun. But, um, yeah, we've been releasing music since 2016. 2016, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Bloody hell. You're like it, was a 18th, it was my 18th birthday. You give me dates to remember, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's like a walk. <laughs> Yeah, we're old enough then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're old enough to go to the pub, so you're going to remember that birthday. That's it. It's a big one, isn't it? Well, I'll spend an hour, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, he's not very excited in this one. No, not really. <laughs> so remember, if it's an 18th birthday, you're probably getting sloshed. Well, I don't remember yeah. it, but that's 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know that's that's the that's the 18th and it's the it's the big one so if you re-released your first music on your 18th birthday then something else to remember it by yeah okay so the, and you've released a couple of eps as well we have we've uh we've released our first ep which was the one we released on ashes 18 um which feels like a lifetime ago now um and then we released another one called dead apologies yeah and then we've just released a set of singles um over the last year or two um which you know is obviously our most proudest work as artists say you know the newest album is always the best or whatever so yeah we're um we're super proud of that and i feel like now we've been we've been at it for a few years we kind of know what we want now and we know what we're about you know we know our own sound hmm. um and yeah onwards and upwards for us really um keep writing we're writing more than ever um and yeah just excited that the world's open up again and that we can get back to it that's it yeah what what sort of sound would you you say you got then guys how would you describe your sound uh emo jazz core fusion <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just it's the way I look at it is it's like naughty's emo, but with a bit more of a a bit of a modern twist on things. Like we do a lot more uh, with strings and and synth, and especially like than we we used to personally. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's hard. I've always found it hard to kind of bracket our our sort of sound. Yeah, we tend to share different traits from different genres and stuff, but. Feel like everyone says that these days so yeah we, we, i think i think you're right sort of not his emo with modern modern influence really yeah so who are your musical influences then do you take that from um loads of bands um me i love bands like silverstein the used bring me the horizon while she sleeps are a big one growing up um who else are we into uh thrice we're all big big thrice. fans of thrice my chemical romance yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You could view that on your stuff. They've all got very similar, but also really varied music tastes. Mm -hmm. So we all seem to draw on different things, which I think is a, a strength in a way. Yeah, not all just bracketed in one one section. Oh, this is what we listen to. This is what we're all gonna be inspired by, which I think I think comes across quite nicely in some of the stuff we do. Right. Yeah, been um, unashamedly listening to a lot of Charlie Puth recently, just because he's a musical genius and his melodies are so good. So yeah, just ripping off a lot of Charlie Faith for a minute. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Cool. Well, I was, oh, fucking awesome. I'm, I'm fucking tired, man. I can't think what I was going to say then. <laughs> yeah, go on, Dave, because I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I, I'm all over the place this week. If you, if you were all playing together, sort of like when you were like 12, 13 years of age, and when did you all start getting into music? What ages were you when you started picking up instruments and singing? Very young age, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. I mean, I, I first started playing guitar when I was six. Started doing like Spanish classical stuff. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it all just went downhill, and he turned out to be a lot better than me. So I picked up bass, and yeah. <laughs> you didn't follow in the footsteps of Tommy Emmanuel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, he's a genius, that guy, isn't he? Yeah. Him. No. See him playing his Spanish guitar. I don't know how he manages it. No, he bends the neck as well, doesn't he? Mm. When he plays it, he, he actually bends the neck. Does yeah. he? Yeah. Um, I've seen some of the stuff I've seen I guy do is incredible. Yeah, he bend the neck. The, not the one on my guitar. <laughs> yeah, he bends <laughs> the neck on it. <laughs> so, so where do you draw your, your um, songwriting influences from then? All over, really. Yeah, um, again, it's a, it's a mixed bag. It's every different song comes from a different sort of place. Um, you know, we don't really write all together in a room anymore. It tends to be a case of we we'll we'll all be sat in front of a computer, just firing stuff at it and see what sticks, and then we bring it together. Um, so it, it's different depending on who's actually writing that that piece at that time and what they're listening to. I mean, I know you you cycle. I, yeah, I get ridiculous he, cycles of things. He has a month where he'll listen to, to metal and then he'll, he'll not I'll listen back, to it. Then I'll come back the next month and I'll be listening to some kind of French avant-garde art pop or something. <laughs> which yeah. which isn't a lie either. Like that, that no, is something that, that has happened. Some of the shit really. that I, I find this guy listening to. Is... <laughs> <laughs> when you said he cycles, and I thought you meant he was off on his BMX. I, I thought he cycled. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he cycles as well. That's a good 
it's sort of coming in baby. There you go. It's really gone really slow on me now. Oh, we're back. Uh, not quite. Oh, man, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, you're frozen. <laughs> oh, oh, you're back yeah, we- now. Yeah. We had this problem with Dead Romantic as well, didn't we? Mm. They were like, I, I, I just got a NAF laptop and everybody freezes on it anyway. So I'm sort of just talking to a yourself. Like, like a, yeah, well, that's what I normally do anyway. But I'm, I'm talking to like a photograph of you all. So I, I can't see any expressions or anything. So, you know, you might all be doing this to me. I haven't got a clue what's going on, to be honest. <laughs> it's just me doing that these days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what sort of influence us oh, so what sort of interests have you got outside of being in a band because it sounds like you've been in a band for a fucking long time yeah and uh do you do anything apart from the band like apart yes, from dating your mum uh, josh well on, <laughs> <didn't> take turns <laughs> <laughs> back here yeah yeah so i mean we've all we all have have jobs outside of uh, outside of the band obviously you know it's it, it, it is essentially a money pit Unfortunately, being in a band, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, the financial input that it takes to carry on doing what you know. At the end of the day, it, it's it's a passion of um, what's the phrase I'm looking for, Ash? You, you help me with this. Oh, oh he's fucking useless. Oh. Um, but you know, it, a labour of love. That's what labour of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, we we have to funnel everything we can into it to make it work and to try and get everything out of it that we can. So, you know, I'm, I've been working full-time for longer than I'd like to think, to be fair. Um, so I, I've been chefing for six years now. So that's... Chefing? Yes, that's what I, I do most okay. days. And any free time I've got is all about the band. I mean, you're lucky enough to work in a studio, which is <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, um, that's good. And you stack shelves. Mm. Oh, right, okay. Well, you, I mean, you've got to work. I mean, there's no yeah, problems right. about it, is it? Yeah, it's all working to fund the beast that is the money pit of being a band, like you say. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. And you know, how, how sort of, um, obviously, not, not trying to cry my heart out here, but it's difficult being in a band. Um, and you know, it's it's hard work. You get told by a lot of different people, you get told no's a lot, you get you know, your peers are like, Oh, you're still doing the band thing. And it's like, you know, people don't realize it takes time, effort, and money to just even keep a band going. Yeah, um, but you know what? It's exactly it's what we love doing. I don't think we're ever going to give it up no matter what. So, you know, we're just if we can do something on the side to fund what we love, then mm. fuck it, we're, we're, we're going for it. It's got to the point now where I've been doing this for, what, eight years, maybe. You put that much money in now, why bother <laughs> bottling it? That's one way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah I mean, there are stories out there, you know, where you've got, like, you've got bands that have, you know, go at it for a long, long time, and then all of a sudden, something just clicks and they and they catapulted, aren't they? So you know, it's like we we had massive wagons on, and I know they've released. I think it was they're on their fifth album now, too, something like that, aren't they? And I'd never really heard of them before, and then all of a sudden, you know, they they're up on big festivals like Planet Rockstar and Steelhouse and places like that, and you know, because on the back of this one album, you know, but obviously they've released four previous to that, so you know, it's it's just like you got to stick with it, haven't you? And uh, you know, something yeah. something will click one day. 100%. That's weird that you said Massive Wagons, actually, because they were on we, our third ever gig. We, we played with them on our third ever ever gig, and I'm not joking, this is really weird. Yesterday, as I was coming downstairs from my room, I was carrying a guitar case down, and I knocked off um, a picture, which is a poster of our yeah. third ever gig, and on that was Massive Wagons. I'm yeah. looking going, oh yeah, they're smashing it now. Yeah, yeah they are, they are, they're killing yeah. it. It's all thanks yeah. to being on this podcast. That's what, that's what it was. <laughs> so nobody had heard of Baz, and then he came on you for half hour. Boom. 45 minutes. And then and then he had a photograph with me at Steelhouse, and that was it again then, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never talk to me again. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, people don't get it, you know, like you said, because I mean look at Kings of Leon, they broke through with Sex on Fire, but that was like their fifth or sixth studio album. You know, nobody yeah. fucking heard of them. Mm. So it takes yeah. a lot of time, effort, money, and patience, really. 100%. You know, unless you're really, 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 really lucky, yeah, and then, uh, then it can pay off. But well, you you said the same previously on a podcast about um, Nickelback, wasn't they? It was yeah, kind of yeah. like their last crack at it, really, wasn't it? They've been doing it for a lot longer, haven't they? Well, they've been doing it for fucking years, like, like twenty years or something. Yeah, and then, and then, I'm going to call it a day. Yeah, 
and then they just pumped everything into that rock star album, remortgaged their houses and everything, you know, just to give it one last crack. And luckily, it paid off. But uh, yeah, it's it's a tough old slog sometimes. Mm. But you know, if it's something you love, then just keep going. I mean, it, we all love. I mean, it's what we're doing here tonight. We're in our practice room. You know, after we've jumped off this call with you, we're just going to go and play all of our own songs and, you know, see if we can write something new and just, you know, it's what we like to do. At the end of the shit day of work, you come here and play some music with your mates. It's exactly what we want to be doing. Yeah, yeah but what studio do you work in then, Jordan? Um, so I've just started working um, with sort of our, our producer of the band as well, one of my closest mates, Cal, um, at Steel City Studios. Okay. Um, so I manage bookings there, but I also do a bit of, you know, helping out um, assistant engineering and stuff and um writing songs with artists and that and yeah just being around music and stuff it's amazing I've, I've only started the last like four months maybe um but it's awesome and i work with one of my closest mates and you know we get to work on some cool projects and stuff we've got a great band coming in next week um called misplaced um they're killing it in like the pop punk game and stuff so excited to meet those guys and you know work with them and stuff and you can pick the brains of these people and you know sort of they all sort of say the same thing it's like you know if you're passionate about it just keep going you know so yeah, it's, yeah. it's not and being around music is exactly where I, I want to be personally. So yeah, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, can you like <laughs> after hours get your own boys in there and mess around? Oh, we we, we go in all the time. We we live we live there pretty much. Yeah. Like that, that's how I ended up working there. Is just through you know recording there and stuff. And then um, you know our, our producer Cal messaged us a couple of years ago when he was in uni. He was like, "Do you want your band recording?" We we're like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then since then we've developed this relationship. He then got the job at Steel City. And then has now sort of got me a job at Steel City as well. So, yeah, it's cool. So we're in there next week actually sorting out some stuff for our live shows. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be back in recording as soon as possible, really. I mean, we're sat on shitloads of material. So mm. as soon as we can get in. But the problem is I'm booking up the calendar too much, so I can barely get my own band in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. After hours, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's all going to be after hours, and then you don't have to pay for it then either. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> but then actually... <laughs> You can always, you know, you can do the catering, so that's not a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got all fucking set up, really, haven't you? you? Do your own catering, you do your own fucking recording, <laughs> and then and then Rob can cycle off down the shop and pick some of the supplies up. <laughs> We've got it all. We've got it all. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You mentioned a bit earlier about um, about drummers. So what's what's been the issue with drummers then? Is it your your music is? Um, like too technical or technical yeah because we, we had a band on before didn't we Orton Killers and they went through about three or four drummers before they managed to find one that sort of suited the sound that they were looking for drummers man <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> just drummers like that's all you got to say I mean to be fair our first drummer was like one of our closest mates and still is one of our closest mates I was getting pissed with him last weekend he just decided he didn't, you know couldn't cut it anymore he went to work full-time doing his job which is absolutely mm -hmm. fine like I say you know it's difficult being in a band so Let's do that. Then we had a second drummer. It wasn't quite working. Just again, commitment stuff. Mm. And then we kind of just thought, you know, we between us three, we write the drum parts anyway. We write everything you hear. Um, it's usually just getting someone to come and play what we've sort of, you know, bashed out on a keyboard or mapped out with like dumb drum language that you use to describe drums, um, <laughs> like bars and hips <laughs> and stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, we just get sessions in at the minute. Um, yeah. I mean, like getting a full-time drummer would be nice, but at the minute, the three of us, it just works. Um, you know, we're, we're like pretty much lifelong mates at this point. So bringing someone else in is like, we need to make sure they're cool and that we want to hang around with them all the time. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah I get that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you spend a lot of time with these people, so we want to make sure that they're, they're nailed on. So until we find that person, it's like, we'll just hire a few people. People want to, you know, come play drums for us, it's amazing. So, you know, we can sort of pick and choose in that regard. Yeah, you want, you want to check out the hygiene as well, because if you're going away touring and you're in a little camper van or something and they pick their toenails or they got sweaty bollocks, it's, it's not good, is it? You need to get somebody oh, who's yeah. like, we've, been there. For we've already got one in the van. It's nothing, nothing there, man. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are fun now and then. Where are you based anyway? Where do you live? Um, so we're all from Stockport and we live around Stockport, which is just south of Manchester. Um, we're all just, just local to, to here. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're currently in our practice space in Ashton, which is about 10 miles from Stockport. Um, okay. But it's just a, a happy circumstance that we're, we're able to come in here, to be honest. Because if, if not, it would be somewhere more local. Yeah. 
So are you, are you all Stockport County fans or are you a split of City and United fans? <laughs> I think we split of City and United. Right? We are, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm a City fan. Um, easy done with it. <laughs> Get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you just don't really give a fuck about football. I see people kicking a ball around on that call. Don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get it but you know fair enough to people who do so I just sit back and usually enjoy it in the pub and that's about it yeah. well all, all Terry did during the Euros he kept he was messaging me every night moaning about snipers being in the stands and people getting shot and falling over and crying oh, like what a load of fucking crap <laughs> I mean these, these guys get paid a fortune and they're all fucking lying on the floor half the time yeah where's my head in yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm probably like you, Jordan. It's like, you know, it's why? I mean, if go out and watch, <laughs> watch a game of rugby and fucking, you know, patch them up and put them back on, like they're all bleeding to death and black eyes and stuff. And then you get a football player who has a little tap on the ankle and he's crying for his fucking mum. And then uh, as soon as he gets a free kick, he's running around again. Exactly. It's and just like, fuck off. Run the week, whatever it is. Mental. Didn't Ronaldo just sign to come back to Man United? Oh, yeah. Has he signed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's there. Oh, he's there, is he already? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how much they're paying him. Um, 500,000 a week. He won't be struggling. Yeah. 500,000 a week. He's taking a pay cut then. Yeah. Fucking hell. He just wanted to see the end of his career at Man United or what? Um, I don't, I, I, I don't think that'll be the end. He's signed for two years. I reckon he'll go back to Sporting. I do. And, or maybe even play at Madeira when he's like 40 or something. I, I think, think yeah. I maybe it was actually written in his contract that he had to come back. No, I wasn't. No. 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 Some, some of them do that. Yeah. No, I, I just had a funny feeling as soon as City were mentioned, I knew we, I knew we were going to sign him. Because there's do no. All just an attention seeking ploy from him, though. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I was talking to my buddy about it the other day, and he reckoned he reckoned his manager released it just to try and make sure Man United put a bid in. Everything that was going on with Messi, it was all oh, oh Messi this, Messi that. So I think he, him and his agent have just gone. Hang on, let's create a stir. So you're going to City, mm. United will snap ball. Yeah. Back in <laughs> but it just shows it shows he is the best player ever because he's gone to the Premier League instead of going to play in a pretend league in France where there's only one side that wins it every year, driving. So, you know, it's a, he's definitely going into a competitive league and they're going to kick the shit out of him, isn't they? So, you know, it shows he's the best player in the world, isn't it? Whereas Messi ain't. I can't stand Messi. He's a bit messy too, is he, Dave? He's just a little short twat. <laughs> he's a little short twat. I don't like that. <laughs> well, that's, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. Well, he's getting paid more than us, that's for fucking sure. Yeah, he's, he's probably on a million pound a week, I expect, in PSG. God knows what they're paying him. Well, Man City offered him a million a week, didn't they? I don't know. I don't know. I think they did. It'll have been something daft like that, yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? No one needs that much money. It's just, uh, it's, yeah, it's not right, is it? You know, they've got so many people in the world struggling and they, they pay in footballers these kind of money. It's like... Well, they just need to spread the wealth. They could pay podcasters a bit as well, couldn't they? They could do, yeah. I'm happy to have a United and City... Oh, I don't know, fucking hell, did I just say that? A United <laughs> sign on the on the bottom of the, you know, at the bottom of the screen or something. I don't care, as long as they fucking pay for it. No, I wouldn't want a City one. I don't I just... I'd have an Arsenal one before a City one. <laughs> They'd really have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, Where did you get your name from, guys? Matter of mind. How did you make that up? Oh, right. This this is a good one, right? So when we first started, we we cycled through quite a few names. I think one of them was the standard. We were stuck on that for a while, and we were just a bit like, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit naff, isn't it? Sounds like and, a mod band, really. Yeah, it's yeah. just a bit. And we were driving back from uh, where we were practicing, and we drove past this uh, tattoo shop uh, called Mind Over Matter. Um, and we just kind of sat there and like, hang on, wait, mm, mm, matter of mind. <laughs> you, you had like a, a yeah. Meeting. So we sort of flipped it, and I thought I quite like that. And I was, I'm sort of a bit of a spiritual nerd if you if you're into that kind of shit. So 
I was like, okay, this kind of fits into what I'm into, you know, all positive thinking, you know, um, law of attraction and all that kind of thing. So I thought, matter of mind, the way you look at situations, it's a matter of mind. You can go into something thinking, oh, this is going to be shit. I'm going to hate it. And you'll end up hating that thing. Or if you go, I'm going to enjoy myself, you know, it's all, it's all mindset, isn't it? So yeah. we linked in with that and then we settled on matter of mind. But um, yeah, that tattoo studio that we drove past, we're going getting band tattoos there next week because we thought yeah. we've been in this band for about 10 years. So Let's go get a tattoo. So yeah, we're going next week and getting a yeah. Is it all our first tattoos? Yeah, yeah. Is it the the double M logo? Is it you're gonna get? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you just get a single one from McDonald's? <laughs> well, you could get one on each arse cheek and then bend over and you've got one. Yeah. <laughs> do a handstand and you've got wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You could always look at it like that, I suppose. Because <laughs> I was... Oh, see, my fucking computer's gone all funny now. Because because I like to put in a story in the show, and um, because your band are called Matter of Mind, does any of you know what happened to Einstein's brain? Didn't they pickle it? Well, what it was, right? <laughs> Before he died... He said he didn't want people coming to his grave every day and shouting fucking E, e equals MC squared over it, you know? <laughs> so he wanted to be cremated instead. And so he wanted his whole body to be cremated. But then this fucking guy called Thomas Harvey claimed he had permission from Princeton Hospital, which he didn't fucking have any permission at all, took Einstein's brain out when he was on an autopsy. And he, uh, he convinced Einstein's son to okay the operation as well. So it's because he said he, <laughs> he needed his dad's brain for the fucking, uh, to be studied by science. But this Harvey guy, he, was, he wasn't like a neuroscientist or anything, so he didn't know what the fuck he was doing anyway. So when uh, he, had, he went to get the brain, the hospital refused him because he was working at the hospital. He was, they refused him and they sacked him. So then uh, he took the brain anyway, and then he got to this like site in Philadelphia with this technician and they sliced it into 200 cubes. Yeah. Okay. Which is quite uh, interesting, I suppose. And he stored them. Brain food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He stored them in jars in his basement. Right. So when he moved around the country, obviously he kept. Bits of bits of fucking brain everywhere, and um, his wife almost chucked them all out once. And he mailed pieces of them all over the world to various researchers, but nobody wanted nobody wanted to analyze Einstein's brain apparently. So uh, yeah, he didn't really make anything of it. He just dismantled him, went totally against Einstein's wishes, mm. and. Uh, Fucked it all up, basically. Oh, I, I thought I thought they pickled it and they were going to study it because he had an IQ over 200, didn't they? So they wanted to try and understand what made him tick and see if there was any, I don't know, bigger bits of the brain. Yeah, no, this guy fucking <laughs> nicked it and sliced it up into cubes. Yeah. Okay. I feel like a fun fact. Yes. So whenever we do like a live stream or anything, um, we, we do like a lot of segment, which is Bramwell's fun fact. Okay. Bramwell always like shouts up a fun fact, don't you, mate? Go on, give us a fun fact. So, if every emperor penguin in Antarctica decided to invade Uruguay, yeah. every single person in Uruguay would have to fight 23 penguins. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing that you just got that like that. Hey, that, that one sat on the front. <laughs> that was well rehearsed. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> a mother with a brand new uh, newborn, right? She's going to have to fight oh, 46, 46 penguins. penguins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Are those penguins got machine guns? Because then you're really fucked. Well, yeah, if they do, mate, yeah, it's done for. Because they could get them from America, because America got so many guns. <laughs> yeah. There's enough for one... <laughs> there's one gun for every person on the planet, apparently, in America. Yeah. So they could yeah. give a couple to the penguins. Oh. yeah. And uh, it's, it's fucking mass destruction then. The penguins are going to take over the world. You yeah, got to have, have, have a new song. Dolly looking chains, isn't it? Guns don't kill people, <laughs> penguins do. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got that tattoo? 
that's some of it. Yeah, so much, much the penguins with their machine guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I like funny, funny facts as well. I mean, the most interesting fact I think about being born is what what you're born without, you know. And people say, oh. I asked my daughter, I said, oh, what were you born without? What are you born without? She said, oh, I wasn't born with a beard. I said, well, you're never going to get a fucking beard anyway. You're a girl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, what are you born without, you know? Do you know what you're born without? Babies can't see colour, can they, for a bit, I guess? I don't know if they can see colour or not, they, but you're born with eyes, aren't you? Yeah, you're born with eyes. <laughs> well, most, just born with, most people are. But if, as long as you're not physically deformed, what are you born without? born without? Yeah. No, go on, go on. It's a fun fact. You're actually born without kneecaps, and they actually grow as you as you get older. And by the time you're about three, they're fully formed. Oh, oh I don't like that. That's a bit. Is that real? Yeah, that's a fact. So you haven't got a patella? No nope. way. That's why when you when you're born, you've got like bendy legs and uh, neural legs, so you can come out easier. Like like your brain collapses with well, your brain. Yeah, your fucking yeah, head yeah. goes in because of the yeah. grooves in your skull, and yeah. you don't have any kneecaps. I did not know that. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's a new one for me. That. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know that. There you go. Then you can mention that next time on your uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. And your eyes almost never grow, do they? Your they're eyes. The same, they're the same size, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you're born, you're born with the eyes that you live with for the rest of your life. I, well, they all reckon I was born my mother's eyes. Yeah. Everybody reckons I got my mum's eyes. So you look that out. And my daughter got my eyes. <laughs> so just we got we got one pair of eyes between three of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is a bit of a random uh, podcast. You got anything else to tell us, lads? You told me when your first show is November thirteenth. My tickets to come see the show. Um, yeah, be a be a cracking night. We're absolutely uh, buzzing for it. So I'm shitting myself. As um, always. Yeah. First first show back in like what two years? Something like that. Yeah, so yeah. it's scary, but can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean you've been playing together long enough for me. Yeah, you'd be fine as soon as you get up on stage, your nerves will go out the window, aren't they? Oh yeah, it's hundred percent. I'm I'm terrible. Every single show we play, I'm guaranteed ten minutes before the show I'm in the back throwing up. But oh, are you soon. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get like terrible stage fright. I don't know why, because I absolutely love doing it. It's one yeah. of those things, but as soon as you get up on stage and you start singing, it's like, oh, okay, cool. What am I on about? Um but yeah, like the first ten, like before, you know, you're walking on, especially when we've got like, because we do a lot of the theatrics and shit these days now. We have like interludes playing and stuff, and you know, trying to be that cool thing going on. Um, yeah. So when when I hear that, I'm like, oh god, it's time. And then you know, stomach flips. But then you get up on stage and you know, it's sick, and you're up there with your mates. So you just get over yourself, don't you, and start enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. Well, this will be coming out after Cheryl's podcast, so I might as well mention it, Dave. Yeah. I mean. Do you know who Cheryl Baker is, lads? I don't think so. I know the name. Did you? I think I'm pretty sure I know the name. She, she was in a band called Bucks Fizz and they won the Eurovision Song Contest in 1981. Yeah. Um, she was on Record Breakers and a couple of other bits and bobs of programmes. Well, when she gets nervous, <laughs> and I actually asked her this because I heard it somewhere a long time ago. I thought I heard her say it on Record Breakers, but I asked her, David was like panicking because I was asking this question. But I heard it and I said, well, I heard a story that you said when you get ner- when you get excited, you break wind. And she said, she said, no, I don't break wind when I get excited. I break wind when I'm nervous. So, <laughs> so it was basically me. And she said before she goes on stage and everything, she's always farting her head off. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and um one of her aides like gives her all these like um, anti-fart tablets and stuff, and she said, "But they don't fucking work anyway." So <laughs> that's brilliant. I mean, it's better than throwing up, I guess. I'd rather have the farts before I. Before I <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at least you can lock yourself in the room and just put up with it. But <laughs> like the match. Yeah. You, I don't know if you ever seen their Eurovision Song Contest um, show when they won it. But when they were on stage, there was two guys in the middle, two girls on the end, and they were singing a song, and they spun around and then whipped the dresses off. Well, the skirts, not the dresses, the skirts. Yeah, they off. had short the skirts under the long. And they had little like skinny skirts underneath. Yeah. So maybe uh, that was the waft of fart away. <laughs> <laughs> should have asked her that. Uh, I should have. <laughs> 
God, imagine if she's playing like a little club venue or something. The crowd's like right up on top. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all the pyrotechnics and everything you've got to worry about. <laughs> <can't>, eh? <laughs> she's been walking on the fleet coming out of the ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right this is a bit, of, a bit of a random one all right then guys i think we've covered most of it what's, been a you, uh, what's that so it's been a pleasure chatting to you thanks for having us on no it's yeah good. that's cool man it's yeah make sure you come back and tell us when you've got an album or something to promote and uh yeah 100%. you know we'll have, we'll have some more stuff definitely so, i mean we've, we've just literally released our sort of last song that we've got recorded um Oh, actually, no, no, we haven't. We've got something else which is coming out, but can't say too much about that yet, which oh, I keep well, forgetting yeah. about. <laughs> When's it coming out? Uh, don't know yet. To be confirmed. We'll uh, we'll let you know as soon as we know. Super brutal, honest. yeah. We, we're still like in the mix phase of doing it, so um, should send it off for mastering maybe next week, and then maybe month after that. But then we're sort of on the run Christmas, so um, hopefully we can get it out before Christmas, uh, which would be cool. And then, all uh, oh, right, okay, not a Christmas song then. Hell no. <laughs> hey, there's money to be oh, made. No. There's money to be made. Yeah, Very true. Christmas oh, songs. Yeah, it's a fucking Slade and Wizard. Wiz, they're living on, aren't they? Yeah. yeah Lived on her for all their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know Katrina and the Waves walking on sunshine. I love that song. Yeah. They make a million pound a year in royalties off that song. It's because it's amazing. Because it's on the radio all the time. It's on millions of TV programs, films, yeah. movies. Yeah, that's the no, It never got to number one, did it? I don't know. I think it only ever charted at number two. But they still make all that money on it. And they still make a million pound a year in royalties. Because mm. they were they were in Eurovision with that as well, weren't they? Were they? I know she sang in Eurovision. I don't know if it was with that song though. I thought I thought it was. No, I don't, no, I don't think it was. Sorry? What you're telling us is we need to go on Eurovision. No, well, we, we need to, well, yeah, and you need to rip the off. You need to write a set on there and fart, and you need a Christmas song. <laughs> that's, that's our advice. Take it or leave it. <laughs> so next time, come on, we would have made it because we've been fighting before shows. We're on Eurovision, and uh, yeah, smashing it. <laughs> <laughs> we are throwing up. Yeah. Yeah. So. To be fair, most Brits that go on Eurovision, that's kind of like ends their career now, don't I? Yeah, yeah the end of their career where Cheryl Baker, that was like a fucking ambition in life was to get on Eurovision, wasn't it? But it was different back then, wasn't it? So like in the I mean these these are only young, and they so sort of like back in the 80s and 70s and 80s, it was massive. So you had like Cliff Richard was on there only at one stage in the 60s, Lulu, all of I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they all There were some pretty big people on there. But then, sort of like, when we... I can't remember what it was. I think when we invaded... I was It was like, I think it was Iraq. I think it all started going pear-shaped and nobody liked voting for us. And now it was kind of like the kiss of death, especially when Katie, Pe- no, Katie Price went on there, pregnant in a skin-tight pink suit. You remember that? <laughs> and I that kind of like... I think that's what killed it Britain. Was she singing? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck was she singing? She was she was doing the song for Europe. She didn't. Thankfully, she didn't qualify. She got knocked out. I think Andy Abraham might have knocked her out. Remember the guy that was on X Factor? He won X Factor or second on it or something. Well, and apparently he was in the news. She got knocked out again last week. Or punched. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. She ended up in hospital, didn't she? Uh, apparently, allegedly, her boyfriend oh, beat her up. Jesus. Oh, so she's had that a few times, hasn't she? Yeah, well, she must be a gobby cow then. Well, she she went out with the, the cross-dressing guy who beat her up, I think, allegedly. Then she went out... <laughs> he uh, was a fucking kickboxer, wasn't he? Yeah, but he, he's still, like, wearing skirts and shit, didn't he, while he was booting her in the head with his stilettos, allegedly. And then you had... Um, I don't know, I think this guy in the middle must be related to her because he's pulling some faces about this. <laughs> she really caught me off guard, though. <laughs> Brad, <laughs> what was the guy who played for Man United? <laughs> Cole and, um the forward, Cole and Dwight York. Dwight York, yeah, yeah, he smashed her up, didn't he? And then had a baby, and I think he kept beating her up a bit after he smashed her up with his dong. Allegedly, Dave. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly it's all allegedly, of course, yeah. And then um, 
Yeah, she didn't have a lot of luck. I think the one who looked after and treated her well, I think, was probably Peter Andre, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So she said he had a really like an acorn. I thought she reckoned he had a bit of a dong on her as well. Didn't she say it looked like they were in the jungle, weren't they? Yeah, but he had he, did, he had a stiffy, didn't he, in his overalls in the jungle? Because I remember Aunt Deck laughing about it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch you that. Yeah, I don't watch it. So, oh, I love, I love that. I love the jungle. It's the only sort of um, what do you call a reality TV I watch. I love no, it. it's not, Dave. It is. No, it's not because you watch fucking uh, Married at First Sight and you watch something about people being in a nude behind the screen. That's oh, not reality. That's naked attraction. Alice, that's like blind date. That's amazing. It's fucking still reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, that's a game show. That's just like watching, I don't know, The Chase. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same, same sort of idea, isn't it? <laughs> no way for day to uh, for Bez to go into the jungle on the Mondays. I bet I'm going. <laughs> well, Dave said they were doing it in Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did it last year and this year. Not many jungles in Wales, but no, they they um they go to a big castle in mid Wales. Um, but they they were worried because they were bringing like all the cockroaches and everything over and all the rats, and then they were worried about them becoming indigenous to Wales because obviously they probably wouldn't have caught them all. That's what they were scared of, but they haven't scared of that much because they're coming back anyway. Yeah, yeah, I hope they don't bring any kangaroos with them. No, just the balls and penises for them to eat. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> All right, then. Well, we better let these guys go, because uh, they're looking rather perplexed. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how my face looks all the time, mate. <laughs> just sat there listening, what the fuck are these two talking about? <laughs> Especially David, when he thinks fucking naked attraction is a bit like the chase. I mean, it's a game show, you know, and you're going on there to win summer. That's Have you ever it. seen that program, guys? Yeah, it's yeah, a bit concerning. Naked Attraction is fucking brilliant. It's not family viewing, is it? I quite <laughs> often sit and watch it with your mum. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> he suggests a spirit to go on there, I expect. Like, yes, get on it. <laughs> Well, we, uh, we, I did have a, well, he's not a friend of mine. A friend of my daughter's actually went on there um, and he's gay and he met his new and current boyfriend on the show. So he went on there, he was in the pod, which was coming up. So he had to do the naked bit and all his mates did him to do a slut drop. And he done a, you know, they're like, they walk of shame. So he done a slut drop on his walk of shame. And then he met his now boyfriend and they've been going strong for like three years in the bar afterwards, but he was on another show. So they weren't on the show, same show together. But uh, they both, they were both went on Naked Attraction and met each other on different shows. How cool is that? See, better than Scylla Black, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't buy many hats in fairness, did she? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Scylla Black. I don't fucking know. It <laughs> lost me, fucking Naked Attraction. No, I haven't, I haven't started watching that. Britain married at first sight thing yet. Yeah? We've missed the first three episodes. I need to catch up with that. Okay. Do you so, watch um, Walking Dead? Yes. Not no, you. I'm <laughs> watching it to catch up now. So I, I gave up after season five, I think. So I'm just currently watching, watching it from the start, so I can uh, start on the last season. So please don't say anything. Don't don't ruin it for me. Uh, okay. Season eleven's just started over here because I'm in Holland. I don't know if you know I'm yeah. in Holland. I mean, obviously, we're both from Wales, but I live in Holland, so... But season 11 has started, so... Uh, I love it, I do. I'm normal telly as well. We've just started watching it from the very beginning as well. We've done four episodes now in season one, so we're going to go from one to 11. Well, I watched season, the first episode of season 11, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, missed half the season of season 10. Yeah, we, we always... We did the same with Game of Thrones. You've got to go back one or two seasons before you watch the new season. Just because uh, I, I, my memory's shite, so I, my missus seems to remember everything, but I can't. Despite beds full of shit, out of naked attraction, probably. <laughs> it's probably scarred me. But um, when I, got a, I have got a thing, is when, I, when we watched it, 
So, because you've got the season five, so you're you're okay. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Season one, the zombies are running after people, right? Season five, they're like all like walking like proper zombies. So I was I was thinking about that. I was talking to the wife about it. And we were watching. And I said maybe it's because like they're all living in cities and they're all really well fed in the first season because it's only just started. So they got plenty of energy to run around and they got all their bits and pieces still intact. And then maybe by season five, because I can just see Terry's face looking at me. Maybe by season five, they're all a bit messed up, so they can't run about the place so much. What's your thoughts on that then? that was a good thought i had this conversation um yesterday so we watched a zombie film um me and my girlfriend we watched a zombie film um i can't remember what it was it was shit anyway um but we had this discussion like zombies what would happen if a zombie apocalypse happened and all the humans died out would the zombies just eventually crumble because all the flesh is rotting Mm. so would they just like end up on the floor in messes? You think so, yeah. They just, they just rot away, wouldn't they? Yeah. What happens if they don't eat? If they don't eat, are they going to die as well, or re-die, or? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure because I because it on the it's still season one, so I ain't spoiling it for you. So because <laughs> if you remember, they go into it's a, the CDC or something, and he said he's showing them a thing of the brain, didn't they? To show that only a little bit of the brain works. And he says it's just basically you've got like rudimentary um, desires or whatever, which is kind of like eat, isn't it? But whether they, they never actually say whether they really need to eat, but they just eat anyway. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. What amazes me is when they kill them, they get close to them to kill them, but surely they will fucking stink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they will be going. <laughs> <laughs> as they kill them, do you know what I mean? Not just like, <laughs> cut my yeah. hair, cut my hair. Yeah. Everyone would stink, and then they hit him, and then it like splashes back on him. Man, every buckle, this must be the worst melting thing ever. Yeah, it's going to be nasty, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be nasty, Dave, when it happens. Yeah, I'd be all right, because I've watched that many films, and I'm, I'm going to be well prepared for it. I will be, I will be, I'm going to be like, you know, Zombieland. And you've got um, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely me, that will. I'd be like, oh, I'd be fucking them up. No, no problem. <laughs> I'll be right in there. I'll be drawing numbers on my Mercedes, running them over and everything. I'll be well sorted. The missus does archery. She'll, she'll be hanging out with a bow and arrow. We'll be well sorted. We'll be all right. Let's get you a cowboy out then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just be standing on the shed. <laughs> Best way to do it is to move to Wales, isn't it? So yeah, my plan was always go to Anglesey, <laughs> okay. bridges, you sorted, yeah. clear the island, start again there. Happy days. That's yeah. a good idea. That is, I might join you up there. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> or you could go to Tenby and live on the rock. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, option. call the island. All the monks kill all the monks off. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, we're killing monks now. <laughs> Oh yes. Yeah, <laughs> I guess they don't, do they? Yeah, you can just walk in. Well, you got not. you got like human beings, zombies, monks, haven't you? Or something. <laughs> so you know, get rid of the monks. That's a, that might be another subscriber we've upset tonight, Ted. <laughs> hey, but 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 hang on a minute. Would you keep the nuns? <laughs> hey, there's oh, no nuns on there. No, obviously there's no nuns there. But would you, if you oh. had to kill them all, you're killing all the monks. Would you keep the nuns? I don't know. It depends if they're nude nuns with big guns. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that movie? <laughs> <laughs> I came on Channel Four one night. That was pretty weird. I can't remember the old. I can't remember the concept though. I just remember the title. <laughs> what is that an actual thing? Yeah. Oh my God. Up, yeah. Nude, nude nuns with big guns. Have a look. I got a feeling that might it might be a um. I think, I think it's kind of like a bit of a revenge thing. I think one of the nuns, I can't remember why she's nude though, but I, I think one of the nuns might have got like raped or molested or something a bit nasty like that, and then they they started picking on, and uh, revenge, revenge killing. Or are they zombies? Are they zombies in it? Christ, we're gonna get cancelled here. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's real, isn't it? Weird number, the big gun. We've got it. Oh, I've got it. It's a lot. Here we go. Yeah, is it any good? I, I don't... I, I can't remember it, so I can't imagine it was that I'm good. I'm going to watch it. The trickiest work he's ever had. How about cricket? might have been on Netflix or something. I remember. I just remember it coming up, and the missus was like... Because she says the same. If she walks in a room and I'm watching Naked Attraction, she's like, "What have you got on that telly?" And I was a similar sort of uh, similar sort of thing. And I said, "It's called Nude Nuns with Big Guns." What the old history looking like? <laughs> well, I just I live on IMDb because I'm like a I'm a massive movie movie fan, mega huge. I like for my <laughs> I, I love Nicolas Cage as well. So I'm a bit of a sad sack and Jean-Claude Van Damme, they're kind of like my two super go-tos. So I'm all I'm constantly on IMDB. And you, you know when you go on there and you sort of like click on an actor and then you can all of a sudden through different chain of events you come out to another weird place, don't you know what I mean? So the amount of um titles I come across is unbelievable. It's, uh, it is quite funny. So and that's where you get six steps of separation from Kevin Bacon. I'd never heard of that before, see? That's right, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't know it was Kevin Bacon, though. Yeah, I'm sure it is, yeah. Everyone's related to Kevin Bacon. So. Strange relative to us. <laughs> but if you, you can trace yourself back six steps to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, apparently, yeah. No. I'm learning stuff on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is the- <laughs> I don't know how it works, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, well, all right. Then we've been on nearly an hour now, and then uh, see, that's yeah. your fault now because I've spoke a lot tonight. You have, yeah, quite... your your conversation is much worse than mine, Dave. That's why I've been quiet the last couple of weeks. Well, you've been building up, have you? Fucking <laughs> 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 hell! <laughs> so I talk crap. <laughs> but anyway, let these poor lads go and get their dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give us, give us a shout if you're um, gigging down this way as well. And I'll uh, we'll come and watch you. So if you're, yeah, uh, I'm in South Wales. So if you're uh, down this way, come give me a shout and uh, come and uh, come give you a watch. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm down in Wales quite a lot, actually, because um, fa- I've got a lot of family like go to Wales a lot. So. Okay. Well, in the south? Um. He tried telling me that he went past Birmingham on his way to Abbasock. You go on the road that goes oh. through. You were fucking nowhere near it. I saw a sign for Birmingham at some Mate, point. Mate, you were about 60 miles <laughs> from it. This is why I failed geography, man. Well, you've probably seen a sign to London as well, but, you know, it's a big fucking motorway. Uh, yeah, fuck knows. Fuck knows. Okay. So where'd, you, where'd you go in Wales there? North Wales there? Uh, Abbasock way. Have a suck, way. Have a suck. Have a suck. <laughs> Is that a place? <laughs> Have a suck. Have a suck. 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 Have a suck is. You Welsh. I never bloody heard of it. How do you spell? How do you spell the suck bit? Suck. So C H. Yes. It's near the Lim Peninsula. It, it's North Wales. Yeah. Yeah, they're not really Welsh up there. They? Oh, they're all Scousers up there. They're not Welsh. <laughs> Abba, Abba Suck. We had a show in Cardiff once. That was cool. Abba yeah. Sock. Oh, sunny little village. Yeah, it's not big. It's um, To be fair, I guess it's sort of everyone from Stockport goes there. It's like a holiday destination round our yeah, It's more, more than... Uh, oh, yeah, it's like all the Manx go to Rill, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Porth Maddog and all that. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Pueli. They do, they do big... Um... Pueli. Yeah, didn't they do like a festival up there? Yeah, I don't know, but they had a massive, they used to have a massive Butlins in Port Ellie, right? And when I was a kid, we went there on holiday and Tommy Cooper was uh, playing there. And on the weekend that we, was, we were there for two weeks, but on the first weekend we were there, the fucking whole place burned down. So then we ended up going to my grandfather's in Sale. Grand, Grand Sir George. Oh, okay, yeah. And we had to stay in sale for a week because uh, poor Sally Buttons burnt to the ground. No way. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that story. How was that? Great. <laughs> 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 Grandpa George. Yeah, he was married to... Oh, this is a story for you. He married this woman, right, because my grandmother died, or our grandmother died, when we were really young. 
and um, I'm on board. No, you weren't born actually. No. Oh. So, <laughs> so he married this woman, right, called Louise, and they lived in Manchester or Sale, actually, you not know, Manchester, but they lived in Sale. They both lived in Sale. My grandson was like a, a big. He was a big navy guy. He was fucking huge, you know, big stocky guy and stuff. Always worked in the mines when he was a kid, and then he went into the navy. And then he met this woman called Louise and she was like dripping in gold jewelry, you know, sovereigns and, you know, like they were in the seventies and eighties, big gold chains and stuff. And he had the same, he had all these gold sovereign rings and stuff. So they both looked at each other and they both thought they were pretty well off. Right. So they sort of like got together and fell in love or whatever. And then he moved in with her. And then when it came down to it, Neither of them had a fucking pot to piss in. All they had was these sovereigns and fucking gold chains. So uh, they both thought they were getting off with a rich person and uh, both of them were pretty poor. So even though Louise thought she was above everybody else, actually, he stayed married to her for a while. Yeah, I don't remember her. I don't remember her at all. uh, Yeah, they got divorced in the end because neither of them had any money. So... Oh, yeah, a bit, bit of my history. Is <laughs> there another random fact for your show? <laughs> you can go and tell everyone else. You know that guy that podcast here, his granddad married a woman and they thought she was rich and she was skint. <laughs> you guys on our uh, Twitch streams or live streams they just call chat bollocks with it. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I did say you could go get your dinner. That was about half hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like three times, but that's, that's, that's all good. Thanks for having us on, guys. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thanks for yeah, make sure you come back on and uh, we can always talk shit for you and tell yeah. us about your new album. Yeah. And when you tour, if you've got a tour coming up, tell us about your tour and stuff. Amazing. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep in touch. Um, we'll drop you an email and stuff. Cool. All right. All right. Cheers, guys. Cool. Well, Try. 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 Okay, See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's probably gonna be our most random one ever. <laughs> to be honest, I just um. But you were fucking giving out with fucking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me! That's I'm not I'm not talking now. Next week, I just stay quiet next week. Right. Well, we did have a sensible one the other day, so uh, with Rick. Oh, he was great. I liked him. I want to be his mate. I liked him. Yeah, he was cool, man. I liked yeah, him. he was a really, he was a, such a lovely guy, really yeah. lovely guy, and he's more my age than is. They're just two, you know, they're three youngsters. They are, and they probably thought <laughs> <laughs> these fucking old twats. <laughs> <laughs> they probably think I get on twenty three years old, don't you, old boys? This is as it's gonna get. <laughs> oh, that's another one my mum can't watch. <laughs> no, no, she liked this one because I talk about grandchildren. That's it, yeah. I remember her talking about um because she she did say that she was completely polar opposite to to Nan. Or um so they were really surprised when he married her, do you know what I mean? Because she was nothing like my you know, our man's mum. He was a fucking hyacinth. Yeah, so they were they were quite surprised, but um I I can't remember her to be honest. Do you know what I mean? I can't yeah. I don't even know if I I I guess I would have met her. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we. Are, I only met her because we went to sail. I think that was the only time I ever met her. Oh, uh, okay. To be I'd honest, I probably never did meet her then. So, wow. Well, yeah. Here we are. No, then it. Yeah. So keep, keep, keep them Grandpa George alive. What a legend! Yeah, got to take What a legend, yours. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know why we was having dinner. I don't know if you were there or not. Actually, we were having dinner one day, Sunday dinner, because we always had the dinner on the table, you know. And he said something, I can't remember what he said, but he said something. And then I was sat next to him, I was sat on his left. I mean, you know how big he was, he was fucking yeah. massive, wasn't he? And he had these fucking huge hands. And I was sat next to him, and I must have been about 16 or 17, I guess. And uh, he said something at the table, and I said something back. And he just fucking stuck it under my shoulder, <laughs> grabbed me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> What yeah. you say, boy? Yeah, he's amazing. I used to, because my mate Matthew, when he used to, because his grand used to come to ours every Tuesday and Thursday for tea. And um, you know, you hear him before he come in, because and he walked through the door. Aye, aye. 
That was as he was coming in to my, my, my mate Matthews. So I love it. Oh, Brother George is your Davis. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> All right, then. Catch you later. Take these. Yeah, yeah. These random one tonight. Enjoyed that. It was good fun. Totally. Yeah, you ran away with it. <laughs> I think we'll give the, the random score for out of 10, a 10 out of 10 for tonight, and we'll give it to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, have a good one. Ciao. All right.